Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. You're with Primetime on Money FM 89.3, Bharati Jagdish and Timothy Go with you. Now, with global energy shortages and the urgency of climate action to avoid a catastrophic future scenario, the transition to clean energy is indeed being ramped up. And institutional investors, even governments, are funding these projects at the bleeding edge of this change. But what is this journey like at a, as a startup looking to secure funding and tap into the sector? And we're now joined by Dr. Avishek Kumar, co-founder and CEO of VFlowTech, to find out more about his particular journey. Hi, Avishek. Thanks for joining us. Good evening, Bharti. Thank you for having me here. Well, you are certainly in a growing area, aren't you? I mean, we were just talking about how Singapore is transitioning more quickly to more renewable energy sources as well. So, VFlowTech is your startup and you are in this space of solar energy. What exactly led you to start all of this up at this time? I mean, I'm sure that, of course, the growth in the sector was one of the factors, but it's also a very competitive sector, isn't it? I mean, to, to begin with, uh, I always have believed science for good. And I believe that uh, we can bring a difference uh, by bringing more technology. And uh, I did play a major role in my first half of my career where I developed technology to bring down the cost of solar to record low. Now, solar is uh, as good as... It's intermittent, so you cannot control it and you cannot use it when you need it. But it is the cheapest form of energy, cheapest and cleanest form of energy that is available to us today. So to make it more widely used, we need energy storage. And that was one of the biggest motivation for us to create a sustainable and reliable energy storage solution to enable more renewables. So how exactly did you feel you could make this into a more lucrative business moving forward? Because I'm sure that when you started out also, there might have been some doubts as to how big something like that could become. I mean, certainly, I mean, when you are developing technologies, it takes time. I mean, for the likes of Tesla, it's about 10 years before a reliable product can be made. Similarly, in a hardware industry, it is difficult. We have a mission to bring the cost of energy storage cheap, which requires time and patience. We are focused that there will be a need for it. And if you look at the scenario neighboring, we at Singapore wants to import clean power. And uh, long-duration energy storage is one of the pillars that will enable this. So we had our own fair share of uh, struggle. I mean, it early stayed when we started to reach out to investors with our product, most Investors feel that it's too early, hardware takes time, which is all true. And uh, we had difficulty in uh, convincing them. Luckily for us, there are government supports available, and we won a very competitive grant call from Tamasek Foundation that helps us to build an actual prototype that actually powered our office in Cleantech One. And that was uh, the cornerstone where people started to believe that we can develop a grid-scale energy storage solution, and we saw deployment in Japan, Australia, and the interests are just picking up. We are speaking to Dr. Avishek Kumar, co-founder and CEO of VFlow Tech. By the way, VFlow Tech, for those of you not aware, is a Singapore-headquartered renewable energy startup, and they create affordable and scalable vanadium redox flow batteries. Uh, Dr. Kumar, can you tell us what these batteries are being used for? Uh, these batteries are basically used to integrate for renewables. One of the good examples that we are deploying is uh, our batteries on Pulau Bin. If you ever have been on a Pulau Bin, you will see that we still burn diesel there. Uh, 
We are collabing our battery with solar and making a complete green transition for that island. That's one good example. Our mm-hmm. battery can also be used to support infrastructure to enable EV charging. I mean, EV chargings are intermittent load that basically tap onto your grid, but that's dynamic. We don't have a control when somebody will come and, and charge, and that is a load that can increase. Having a battery, it enables you to digitize energy. So it's a grid-supporting infrastructure batteries. Batteries are used for power island, buildings, and infrastructure. Is there any particular reason why you are focusing on this? Uh, the need. we are So there, so there are different kinds of batteries and there are different kinds of applications. Lithium-ion is one technology that is mobile. So for our electric vehicle, you need lithium-ion technologies. But we also want to import clean power, solar from Indonesia, Australia. And that need infrastructure projects, low-cost, reliable, energy that can last for long. So we wanted to develop an energy storage that does not degrade quickly, that has a long lifetime, low-carbon footprint, and safe. That is the need of the moment. The thing is, we just heard in the news that soon Singapore will be able to import about 1.2 gigawatts of low-carbon electricity from Southeast Asia after the EMA received 20 proposals that tapped sources including solar and wind, which is the business you're in, right? Renewable energy. But at this point, natural gas is still the dominant fuel for Singapore's electricity generation. I mean, it is said to be the cleanest fossil fuel, but a fossil fuel nevertheless. How long do you think before renewables take over? Uh, we are already uh, on a tipping point. Uh, Singapore has just, uh, you have seen the announcement that EMA wants to import clean power, uh, 1.2 gigawatt and then uh, ramp it to 4 gigawatt. That will be 25% of our power need by 2030 to 2035, uh, which is a decent mix uh, of, of renewable energy. Now to do that, I mean, solar is only available for four to five hours. There is a requirement of energy storage. And I think the balance will be about 50-50 both, and if you are able to achieve it, that's a very good uh, carbon footprint reduction. And, and as a Singapore, we are on a roadmap to reduce to a net zero economy. Doctor, you also you recently signed uh, deals to supply energy to Africa and even in South Korea before this. So what's the plan? Where are you going next? Uh, I mean, it so happened. One of our strategic partners had presence in Africa. And I always believe that clean energy access should be affordable and clean. And energy is the second most desired thing in the world, and Africa lacks lacks it. And one important component to provide clean and affordable engineer uh, energy is solar and batteries. And we are making one of the most reliable batteries, which has 25 hours of lifetime. We partnered with Singfuel to sell clean energy at service in Africa, where the capital uh, will be provided by our partner and we provide the technology. In Korea, uh, the partnership is to basically enable infrastructure project mm-hmm. to enable fast EV charging that is completely powered with renewable. One major problem with renewable is that it is intermittent. So there can be surplus energy when the grid don't need it. And these energies are wasted. What we are doing is that we are collecting those precise renewable energy when they were supposed to be filled in the grid, but, but grid is not able to take that. That is called energy clipping. Bring that energy and then use it to charge electric vehicles without stretching the grid. And we are seeing kind of a good economics on it. So that's, that's the project that we are doing in Korea. So we are content with Southeast Asia. Africa, we want to provide energy through many small microgrids. The thing is, Singapore is exploring a lot of other sources as well. Low carbon technologies such as hydrogen, carbon capture, utilization and storage, and even nuclear energy. Where do you see yourself fitting in in this ecosystem? 
so energy storage is critical for all the part. Energy storage is used as a backup. Energy sto- so hydrogen itself is energy storage technology. So that's a R&D that we are working on it. Uh, there is still few years before we finalize which technology to go it. Our technology plays a niche in all this role to support complementary technologies. So we have a niche in clubbing with renewables, in supporting hydrogen. So even hydrogen generation is a, is a generator where they need batteries, and we can support that. Uh, infrastructure projects, we can support it. So, so that market, that where what we address is niche. But that niche market today stands at $128 billion in the region. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Also, the thing is, there is a lot of competition in this sector, isn't there? So considering that, you know, you're always trying to secure funding, what exactly do you have to do to stand out to potential investors? Uh, that's a tricky question. I mean, one thing that we have to do is to set a milestone that is high and keep achieving that milestone uh, is one straightforward. But having said that difficult, I mean, we have to always set higher milestone that is difficult to achieve it. And if you are able to achieve it, if you are able to address real problem, I think there is a, a good part is that in Singapore, we are getting a lot of clean tech investment. So the market is poised right now. Uh, if we are able to deliver on our promises, able to bring down the cost, we we are. I mean, there is a competition, but the good thing is that the requirement of energy storage is more than what competition can offer at this point of time. So tell us, what is next for you, Dr. Avishek? I mean, perhaps an IPO further down the road or expansion to other areas? I mean, that is a, a distance. I mean, definitely we would like to grow our company and IPO gives you more capital to grow uh, exponentially. Uh, in a short-term vision, we would like to support uh, Singapore import of clean power. And if you're able to do that, uh, that's itself a bigger project. And uh, uh, that's uh, five years down the line, this project is happening. Once that happened, we already have a presence in Africa. We would like to reach out to U.S. And if you are in these three countries, IPO is by a natural choice, I think. That sounds promising. Uh, Dr. Dr. Avishek Kumar, the co-founder and CEO of VFlow Technology, joining us here on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.